Well, hello, dear hearts. I trust that you're having an empowering day. Welcome to a Biblical Perspective podcast where God's point of view is the only one that matters. I am your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson, excited to be back with you once again here on a Biblical Perspective podcast. We have been having empowering, enlightening, educating conversations, have we not? It has been a great, great journey. We're off to a wonderful start. Today makes episode four, episode four. And I want to say thank you to all of my podcast family whom have subscribed to our podcast via iTunes, CPN, Google Play, Amazon, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I thank you. I thank you. I applaud you. I applaud you. I celebrate you, my family, my listeners. You have been subscribing. You have been rating the podcast, and I ask that you continue to do so. Please continue to subscribe, of course, if you have not, and rate the podcast. I want to know what your thoughts are in regards to the conversations that we've had in regards to the subject matters. I want to know your thoughts. Also, let me go ahead and remind you at the onset of our podcast today, we want to, I want to interact with you and you can do that by following me on social media. You can follow me via Facebook at CT Johnson Ministries. You can also follow me at Instagram, CTJ Ministries, and on Twitter, CTJ Ministries. That way you can literally interact, drop comments in regards to what is posted via our Facebook page. And every time a new episode is published, we are dropping podcast alerts, which will give you probably a three to four minute snippet of what the new podcast is all about. And so you can in the comments via our Facebook page, again, CT Johnson Ministries, you can interact with me, comment, and I, yes, it is me literally replying to your comments. So just want to encourage you to do that. And know that I do read your comments and I do respond. And you can also email me info at ctjohnson.org. If you have questions concerning a subject, if you have not only a question, but if you disagree with something that said a statement, of course, I preface everything that I teach here, that I say here on the podcast with the word of God for again, the word of God is our frame of reference, but I am willing to have an intelligent dialogue with those of you whom can back up with facts and you can prove what your statement is. If you can validify your thought. Now, don't email me about foolishness and your opinion and what Big Mama said. I could care less. But if you have the ability to intellectually I don't want to say debate, but intellectually discuss your disagreement. Do so at info 
at ctjohnson.org. All right. Now, with that having been said, we have a very special podcast prepared for you on today. Remember, in our very first episode, when I was explaining to you what the biblical perspective podcast was all about, what to expect from us, I told you that at least once a month we we would have uh, uh, men and women from all over the country, powerful, anointed, impactful men and women of God to come on the podcast to dialogue with us and to share with us as it pertains to whatever it is our subject is for that podcast. And today I'm excited to have our very first guest, our very first guest. Let's give God a praise. Yes, our very first guest on a biblical perspective is a dear, dear friend of mine. Not only is he a dear friend, but he is my best friend. We have been friends for over 23 years. And if I did not give you the actual amount of years, he would have said something. He probably still will say something. Uh, Normally, I just say we've been friends over 20 years. And when I say that, then he gets in gets in his flesh and he ceases to let the Lord use him. And then he starts to say, well, it's been more than 20 years and all that good stuff. So 23 years we have been friends. He is a man of God integral. He is a thinker. He is a great orator of the gospel. He's able to articulate it. He's able to explain it in a manner whereby you're able to ingest and digest the word of God. And so I'm going to give him a former, former, a formal introduction, and then we're going to allow him to greet you. But he is, again, my dear friend, my best friend of over 23 years, Elder Philip Williams II. He is an ordained elder in the church of the Lord Jesus with over 25 years of ministerial experience. He has pastored. He has established churches throughout uh, the Atlanta area, South Carolina as well. And if I'm mistaken, he will correct me. But again, over 25 years of ministerial experience, he has traveled extensively throughout the length and breadth of this country, ministering and declaring the word of God, a prolific teacher, one that has the ability to practically teach biblical concepts whereby you're able to apply it and and, and walk it out and walk therein. Uh, he has studied at Luther Rice Seminary and is currently working on his degree in psychology and Christian counseling with Liberty University. And he is the proud father of three children, my niece and nephews, Joshua, in this order, Joshua, Jonathan, and Jessica. So a biblical perspective podcast family, let's give a round warm of applause to Elder Philip Williams. Yes, yes, yes. We're so excited to have you with us on today. Elder Williams, you now can speak. How are you, sir? Hi, man, let me tell you something. You started, you started sharing, and I, I was looking around. I'm like, who are you talking about, man? <laughs> oh, you 
<laughs> it is you. It is you. Know, so I, you, you, you got when you when you said the right amount of years, I, it threw me all off. So I, you know, I, I, I see that the Lord has 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 grown upon you. So indeed, yeah, but yes, we are in our in our twenty third season. Uh, <laughs> indeed, we that's are. That's what I like to refer refer to it as. But man, season. I I am I am just blessed to be here, man. And I just you know I want to pause, man. Uh, honor you and what you know, what you're doing here man um, bless you the platforms that the lord has blessed you with and continue to uh open up man and, and i've just been blessed to have uh, been through this whole journey mm-hmm. uh from where it started to to see where you are today man so i want to uh applaud you man and honor you and also just thank you uh, for allowing me to to share on the stage with you at this at this time, man. So God bless you, man. I love you, and thank God for you. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate those kind words. Let's give myself a hand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, since you since you took time to to honor and to celebrate me, and I really am humbled by those words. But listeners, I want you to know that he does not celebrate me often. So I want to take advantage of this public celebration. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now Elder Williams and I, we are going to pull back just a little on the humor and the fun. This is just how we are when we get together, whether it's just to hang out or whether it is for ministry, we yet allow our personalities to shine through because this is how God has made us. We're just individuals that love God, of course, and we believe the scriptures that laughter does good like medicine. And so I want to encourage some of you who may be that individual that is always serious and you never take time to enjoy the life that Christ died to provide. You never take time to enjoy all that he has contained or placed within this life as we know it for our enjoyment. Uh, you're doing yourself a disservice. And so learn to laugh uh, and, and, and enjoy family, friends, enjoy one another, enjoy Christ because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so we're going to move into the heart of the matter in regards to today's podcast. And I am again, so excited. I really am as well as honored to have my dear friend, Elder Williams with me on today. Um, When I begin to think, contemplate and pray about who would be the first guest as it were I couldn't think of anyone else other than Elder Williams to share with me in this historic moment of C.T. Johnson Ministries whereby we have a national podcast here on CPN iTunes and on all the other platforms where podcasts are listened to too. And so we're just grateful to God, but I'm excited to have him with me. So what are we discussing today, Johnson? Glad you 
asked. Elder Williams, we're going to deal with this notion of God first, family second, ministry third. That's right. I am sure that many of you have heard this statement. Many of you probably have used this as your mantra. Uh, Those of you who are in ministry, pastors, evangelists, many of you, I at one point, and we'll turn it over to Elder Williams here in a second and, and see if he has a moment of confession. But I at one point used to ascribe to this ideology, this belief that it's God first. And we who would have a problem with that unless you just don't have good sense with God being first because he's God. He's the deity of deities. He is the creator of all creation. There is no other God above him, beside him. He is the creator of all things. Uh, he's God. He's Jehovah God. He's El Elyon, the most high God. So no one in their right mind has an issue. Of course, if you, uh, unless rather you're one of those that don't believe in the sovereignty of the God of the Bible, Jesus, then we are praying for you. However, most individuals don't have issue with God being first because after all, he is God. But we have allowed over the years, really the century within, uh, how can I say, we, we, uh, we've allowed over the years, uh, over the course of decades, I guess that would be better to say it in that manner, to have our, our, our order reorganized. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let Elder Williams help me here. But um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the church has, due to one, erroneous and errant teaching we have adopted this mindset this belief this ideology that the order of God is of course him first and again who has issue with that but second it's family then ministry how many of you have heard or have had it told to you or have said it to others You don't put your family or rather don't put your ministry before your family. You don't allow ministry to destroy the family because after all, family was the first institution. Family was instituted before the church. True. That is true. Before the institution of church, family was there family preceded the institution of church. The institution of family preceded the institution of church. However, family does not precede the kingdom. Can we just understand that family does not, did not precede the kingdom. And so today, Elder Williams and I, we're going to 
help redirect you on the path called straight as it pertains to this notion. God first, family second, ministry third. Our subtopic, ministry versus assignment. And we're going to really unpack this and help you understand the difference between the two. Because in most cases, we use those words synonymously. We use them interchangeably, ministry and assignment. But there is a distinction in meaning between the two. So before I go further, Elder Williams, let's hear your thoughts on where we're going today. Now, we're not going to finish it all. We're just going to really scratch the surface. We're going to unpack it today and we'll come back with a part two and do our best to put a nice bow on it. But Elder Williams, talk to us. What is your thoughts, your mind uh, on this subject? Well, in regards to to what you're you're saying in an introductory uh, manner, um, it's very important um, that we make that distinction um, and that we bring clarity to uh, what we've heard and what we've been told, mm-hmm. um, because I think. And and to the point of, you know, uh, what am I? What are we guilty of? Uh, what are we guilty of buying into? And I think what happens is, and it's happening even in mainstream in our mainstream world, is that you know um, we look at social media and how sometimes people uh, post certain memes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the meme on its on its surface sounds great. It, it sounds uh, correct. It sounds, you know, but if you sit there and really think about what was just said, then you, then you start saying that's not totally true. Right. You know, that's, that's not the proper context that, you know, I, I get what you're trying to say and it, it, and it sounded really, you know, really good. Right. But the essence of it is where the problem is. And so I think uh, this is where we are, um, that we say things, you know, in church language, mm-hmm. as it would be. Um, and, it, and, it, and it sounds good, but because we don't add context and, and stuff, people um, walk away unbalanced in their understanding of the message that is um, trying to be conveyed but it's not being conveyed in a way that causes us to truly grow as believers and so this is one of those uh, particular things as you alluded to in the conclusion of the introduction of understanding the difference of an assignment uh, and your ministry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and understanding that there's a difference in two things, as you alluded to earlier, when we talk about the uh, family uh, aspect of it and saying that, you know, there was there was family before uh, there was the church. Uh, church, as right. it would be. Well, I submit to you, 
uh, that, that that is true, but I will submit to you and say that before there was family, uh, there was an assignment. Exactly. Exactly. And so I think that, you know, Adam was here first. Um, he was here alone and he had an assignment right. uh, that was given to him before, before God wife, said, before let children. Me, let me bring this in. Mm-hmm. Let, let me, let me add this family dynamic. Uh, and then, and, and in him doing so, um, and this is, and we'll talk about this in a minute, uh, but, you know, we talk about number two and number three, as we say, you know, men, you know, uh, family and ministry. And if we really uh, look at it, uh, we'll find out that there is not a one, two, three. There's a one and a two. Wow. Uh, there wow. Is, hold on. There hold is. on. Hold on. There's the All bell. Right. There's the bell. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Okay. Now let's hit the rewind button. Say that again. You said in regards so, to the, so we're, the, we're the order, God first, family, then ministry. God first and then right. family and then ministry. And we're saying one, two, three. Right. But it, but in essence of it, it's really, there is no three. There's, there's a one and one, a two. two. Okay. Break that down for us. Okay. Because, you know, because God uh, is, is number one. Right. God is, is number one. But, the problem is, is that in the church, what we've done is we have taken number two and number three when we talk about family and ministry, and mm-hmm. we have separated them when, in fact, family is the extension of ministry. Okay. okay. So, so, so when we're talking about it, it's really God and then this ministry because oh. family is an extension of your ministry. Okay. And if you don't have an understanding of God dealing with your assignment mm-hmm. and then ministry dealing with your family, then you're going to you're going to have that uh, problem of one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And then what's going to happen is you're going to find yourself unbalanced and unstable. Wow. That's good. Because it was never God's will for us to have to choose ministry right. or choose family. That's good. Would, that is confusion. And God would not, he's not the, he's author, not the of author of confusion. Right. So, so if, if our ministry was so demanding, then God would not allow us to have to have a family that would become an interruption or a distraction to the ministry. Hmm. So what we have to understand is, is I have to change my perspective and understand that family is actually the extension of ministry. So now it becomes a question of balance. All right. And so if I don't understand the balance of what I'm doing, and then I don't understand that the assignment will never, the assignment never changes. But the ministry that is the, the tool in which uh, the uh, the assignment is being processed through is is where ministry comes at, along with the support of family to produce the balance. No, because here's the thing, and I'll say this, and I and I and I'll pause. Go ahead, because I have a question I want to bring up. Go ahead. You know, it was so important. Why is that so? Why is that part so important? It's important because at this point. It's because I have children. I have a son. 
have two sons. And and so my my and the daughter. assignment and the daughter. You're not you gonna know, forget my and niece. my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> but I have my, my son. But when I had my first son, this is why I want to make this point. Okay. You know, I named my son Joshua. And I named him that purposely mm-hmm. because I understood that there will come a time where my assignment will end wow. as it pertains to me as an individual, mm-hmm. but my ministry will still carry on. Wow. So wow. family is the extension of that ministry that was profound. continuing to be carried on. That was profound. That was profound. You said that in naming your eldest son, Joshua, you did that because you understood that your assignment would eventually come to an end as it pertains to what God has birthed you in the earth for in alignment with his will purpose and plan Mm -hmm. that eventually would come to an end. And that's for all of us. However, Mm -hmm. your ministry, what God utilized you to establish in regards to ministry by way of your assignment would continue through Joshua, which is an extension of you as Joshua in the biblical sense was an extension of Moses that was very profound. So I want you to just further build upon that, how in that instance or in that example, at the culmination of your assignment, your ministry, which your assignment birth would continue to a certain degree in your son, because we know, of course, he has his own assignment that is distinguished from yours, just as your fingerprints, uh, even though he is your seed, yet he looks like you. He has some of your mannerisms. He has some of your behaviors, but he's yet his own individual. So just want you to elaborate on that a little bit, because uh, that was very profound. And then I want to ask the question. I'll go ahead and just ask it now and then you can expound and then go into explaining this question. How did we get here? We being the church, how did we get here where we literally have developed this doctrine that is being pushed and perpetuated throughout the church that of course, God first, but then family, then ministry and it has gotten to the point where people are literally told that they are not to sacrifice their family for the purpose and or sake of fulfilling their ministerial assignment. I'll put it like that. So it's in your hands. Now the ball is in your court. So, so I know I so gave you a lot, but you can have that. No, which one? For, for so for that, you know, um, going going back to to the first part of that, um, with my with with my son, and and I and I think that all of us need to understand that 
whatever God gives us, it it will outlive us. True. Okay. Um, if He gives you something, if it truly that does came from God, you, right? It becomes it, right. It becomes it, it will always outlive you. Right. It, it because it's it's not about you. Right. It's generational. It, you know, it, it's bigger than you. Right. Yeah. So so understanding that, you know, we also understood, you know, from the biblical point that whenever God got ready to do something in one person, he was already raising up someone else to succeed mm-hmm. as a successor. Mm-hmm. You know, rather we heard about that person immediately in the scripture or in the, or in the storyline, but somewhere along the line, God always would, at the same time that he was raising up one, he was raising up that successor, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. rather it be uh, Moses, and, and Joshua, rather it be Elijah and Elisha, you know, so on and so forth. But he, he, he does that in a sense. So therefore, I understood, you know, that whatever he was calling me to do uh, here, ministry-wise, that it would be something that would be passed on or inherited or picked up, you know, by that person, you know, talking about my son at this point, mm-hmm. you know, to, to bring him to that point. But then that does not mean that, you know, my ministry brings him to a point where he begins his own. So where my ministry will end with him is where he will pick up on his own. And so, because again, to your point, he has a lot of things like me, but he's still not me. Right. And so God will, you know, it, it, it's kind of like, saying that God gave me, you know, a, a, a CD, you know, but then he has an MP3 player or something, you know, something else, you know, there's no reason to go back, you know, to something, but he's giving him a different way to do the same thing and to move it on into, in, into a further point as he discovers what it is that God is calling him to do ministry wise. And then he begins to shift and move from there, mm-hmm. you know, so, I, I, you know, and then what we also have to, 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 uh, to describe to as well profit here is that how in the process, when that separation happens, we're also thinking about the influence that it will have on others outside of me and him that will, that will be affected in, in a positive way to also begin to fulfill and walk in their ministries as well. You know, so I, I think, you know, because to your point, it is a generational thing, but it's also a corporate thing right? Um, that we have to look at as well when we're talking about these things. We've gotten so good at being individualists in the body, which 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 is an oxymoron in and of itself, you know, you know, that we can be anybody, but yet we want to be individualists, right. you know, at the same time. Um, how do we get here? Um, well, there, there's a couple of things, and but it, it, the premise of it goes goes back to doctrine. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, I'll say that that's number one. But from a personal experience, I will I will say that it's also from personal tragedy. Yeah. Okay. I agree. And and so and I and and so I think that we need to also outline that. Wow. So hold because, on. So hold on. So yeah. you said part of the reason as to why 
or as to how we got here where we're embracing this thought, this notion, God first, family second, ministry third, is because of the tragedies that many in ministry experienced, some in most cases at their own hand. The point I want to make here, and this was this is this is very good, very good. I trust that you all are learning and that you're gleaning and that you're being provoked to think uh, because that's what a biblical perspective is all about. It is to provoke us to thought from God's perspective, God's point of view, because uh, another reason as to why we're in this uh, situation whereby we are forfeiting uh, God's assignment and forfeiting God's will for our lives uh, because we don't want our family to feel neglected is because we have listened to opinions of individuals that uh, rather we've listened to opinions that had no biblical premise and we caused someone's idea, someone's experience to dictate unto us an action or a, a, uh, a what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, we allow their experience and their opinion to dictate unto us what we should do, what we shouldn't do. And we never took the time to ask God what his will was, what his intent was in regards to our lives. But my point is uh, back to what you said in regards to personal tragedy is one of the reasons as to how we got here with this notion God first, family second, ministry third, is because those whom have experienced tragedy regarding their family, they were endeavoring to safeguard. They were endeavoring to uh, to to help others not make the mistakes they made and or not make the decisions they made in which they feel caused their family to suffer. Uh, That sounds notable and that Mm -hmm. is notable, but what we have to ask ourselves is what was the root cause behind the tragedy? Because Mm -hmm. contrary to popular belief, uh, all tragedy is not the result of a demonic satanic attack <laughs> as though the devil just came after us simply because he is so intimidated and we're such a threat. No, some tragedies we experience again, going back to what I said earlier was due to our own rebellion due to our own disobedience due to our own bad decisions. I don't even want to say mistakes, but our bad decisions. And so, um, Let's further underline that point there that uh, those in ministry, those lead servants, those pastors uh, developed this notion 
again, for the sake of protecting their sons and or daughters in the ministry. They were endeavoring to, uh, uh, to, 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 to help them whereby they did not repeat their history. But again, I feel, and you tell me how you feel about it. Um, I think uh, even though the intentions were good, uh, (laughs) let's look at the outcomes. Good intentions does not automatically yield positive or beneficial outcomes. You can have good intentions and, 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 and make a mess of things. You can have good intentions mm-hmm. and, and manifest hell <laughs> in right. somebody's life. And really, to a certain extent, that's what uh, the church has done with this notion. Because, again, we have so embedded this lie in the minds of those in leadership specifically within the church to the point where people have literally told God no in regards to why he saved, delivered, cleaned them up. They told God no in regards to their assignment because they didn't want their family to suffer. So now you said no to God to save your family, but really have put yourself in a precarious position as well as those whom have been assigned to your life, to your mantle, to your ministry that God endeavored you to reach with the gospel, to reach with your gift, to reach with your ability but because you were more concerned about your family than God's will. That to me is an exchange that I'm not willing uh, to suffer the consequence of. Elder Williams, talk to us. I mean, this is, this is good. um, What you're saying. And, 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 and to echo to that, I will say this, that uh, one thing is that, some some tragedy is really revelation. Okay. Um, All right. The tragedy allowed revelation to come. Now, why why am I saying that? Because because here's the thing. You know, um, I say assignment. You know, um, is what you're born to do you know, what you were born into this world to do, that that's assignment, right? And let me so define it. Ministry, While you brought that up, keep your thought, but since you brought it up, assignment, uh, because we didn't get so, into the definitions uh, in the beginning. But real quick, I just want to define it for you, for those, for our listeners. So assignment, an order, request, or directive. That's what an assignment is. An assignment is an mm-hmm. order, it's a request, it's a directive. Now that's different from ministry. Ministry in essence is a service and or a servant. Okay. Ministry comes with a function and or an office as it pertains to 
your duties within the church. But I just want you to our listeners to make sure that you're flowing with us. And so in order so in order for you to flow, I want to I want you to have the 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 the, the understanding of the difference in the two. Again, assignment and order request directive ministry is a service and or function and or an office. So the definitions alone, let us know the, uh, the difference in weightiness, if I could say it like that in regards to the two. So now go ahead, Elder Williams, finish your thought. I just wanted to drop that while you brought up assignment. Yeah. So, 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 and those terms, understanding that, you know, again, assignment is what you are actually born in this world to do. And ministry is one of the vehicles that can be used in order to fulfill the assignment. That's good. Okay. So we use so, ministry so to carry out the order, right. to carry out to the carry request, out. to carry out the directive. But, mm-hmm. but not in all cases. Right. And this is That's where true. we need, if this is where we need to, to let the rubber hit the road. Because here's the thing. Assignment is God's agenda. Ministry is our agenda. What you say? What you? Yes, sir. Say Say it again. That's good there. Assignment Uh is God's agenda. Assignment is God's agenda. Ministry is our agenda. Ministry is our agenda. You get the bell again. My God. Okay. You're flowing now, tonight. Now, You're flowing tonight. You, you, you must now, be. You must now. be wearing prayer. You must be wearing prayer and consecration before have, the podcast. I, I have new. Air, I have new earbuds now. I feel empowered. You feel the power. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. But no, that's powerful. So, say so, say one more. Say so, one so, more time. So I'm say it again. Assignment mm-hmm. is God's agenda. Wow. Ministry is our agenda. I love it. I love it. Okay. Teach that now. Now this 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 is why. We have so many people in ministry who were never called mm. to be in ministry. Okay. Okay. See, because because they've made because ministry is our agenda. So therefore, I I feel like I can you know I feel like uh, I I have to be in ministry to accomplish my assignment. No, 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 no. Right. No, no, no. That's not we the have, case. We have too many people. That's in ministry, mm-hmm. thinking that being in ministry allows them to fulfill their assignment. Right. But what is actually happening is it's causing them to delay their assignment. Wow. See, see, here, here, here's, here's the thing. You know, the deception of the devil is so powerful because because even in the God first, family second, mm-hmm. ministry third, mm-hmm. or God first, ministry second, and family third. However, you want to go with that. The fact that the enemy what, what is what is two and three? Two and three is division. <laughs> wow! It has taken ministry and divided it and set it against each other. Mm. You're talking good. Talking All right. Good. So so who? Who is the orchestrator of confusion? Who is the author of confusion? Right. Right. So, 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 so what's happening is, is we have so many people 
who are in ministry who God has never called in ministry to fulfill the assignment, but believe that they need to be in ministry to complete an assignment, turns out that they're actually delaying the assignment mm. is because they're not in the place that they need to be in where their assignment can actually be fulfilled. Right. Now, now having said all that, Christ's assignment was through ministry, but it was not his ministry. His assignment was not his ministry, but his assignment was through his ministry. Wow. Now Say explain that. that. Yeah. It was his, his, his assignment was not ministry, but his ministry was part of his assignment. His assignment. Now, how can I prove that? I'll tell you very simply. If you, Jesus' assignment lasted 33 and a half years. Mm-hmm. But his That's ministry right. was only three and a half years. Wow. <laughs> right? So, so, so with that being said, this is how we separate the two and understanding again that the assignment was through ministry, but it was not ministry because if his, if his assignment was ministry, he would have been in ministry his whole life. He was, not he in was only in ministry three years. Life. Yeah. He was only in ministry for those three years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's how we know, but he was in his assignment from the moment that he was born. Right. That's good, sir. That's good. That's good. And I want to encourage you all. We have a few minutes and we're getting ready to wrap it up. But listen, I don't need you to uh, become anxious. Elder Williams and I, we will be back for part two of this empowering teaching because I know that you have been challenged. I know that many of you, some of you have been uh, provoked. <laughs> we pray to to think and to uh, take a deeper look and that deeper look from the scriptural perspective and or standpoint, a deeper look into this, this notion of uh, family first, or rather God first, family second, then ministry um but uh we're going to come back because we we just don't have time to unpack it all on one podcast but um i want to encourage you all to make sure that you listen to this episode again so that you can uh so that you can fully grasp all that has been shared. Um, and we're going to, on the next episode on part two, we're going to break it down even the more, take you into uh, the scriptures to further validify all that we have shared and all that we have brought out even on today. But um, Elder Williams. So as we get ready to wrap this up, um, Assignment. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I lost my train of thought, but this is what I was endeavoring to say. Um, As you have so profoundly brought out, there are many that unfortunately feel as though ministry is necessary in order for 
their assignment to be fulfilled. But what we want you to understand is that there are times when your assignment is separate from ministry, has nothing to do with ministry as it pertains to the church's definition or the church definition and or the church understanding of ministry because your assignment can be to the entertainment arena, which has nothing to do with ministry uh, in the sense of church jargon and church lingo. However, your sphere, your environment or the environment and or the sphere in which you are to impact and infect for Jesus Christ could be that of entertainment, could be that of the arts, uh, could be the medical field. But again, and I want you to, as we get ready to close, give dialogue to this. Ministry is not necessarily a prerequisite or a necessity for the fulfillment of your assignment. And that's what we have to understand because I love how you said that. There are many that got into ministry without the call, (laughs) without the proper training, and they jumped into ministry simply because uh, some were told incorrectly and, and or some went off of feeling, they went off ambition or whatever they went off of. Many just went out of ignorance. They felt that the only way for me to fulfill this call of God, this assignment of God, uh, I have to go into ministry. But we have to understand that uh, there are other areas, environments, and spheres that we are to infect uh, seven mountains, as it were. God does not need us all in the four walls. He needs us in the systems of the world. Go ye into all the world and do what? Not become like the world, not conform. He said, and preach the gospel. But he sent us into all the world, into the systems of the world, so that we could impact it according to the assignment that he has given us. Elder Williams, give us your final thoughts, anything that you want to add in regards to what I just said as we get ready to bring it to a close on today. This was good. I I want to just add and just say, um, you know, referencing 1 Corinthians 7, 17, Mm -hmm. um, in regards to what we're we're talking about, just to make sure that we have some scripture here in this, in this broadcast. Because <laughs> it is a biblical perspective. For those saints and saying, well, you know, but, they didn't give but, no scripture. Says, but as, but as, as God has distributed to every man, as the Lord has called everyone, so let him walk. And so I, in all churches, and so, uh, another way that he's saying that is each one must live his life in the situation the Lord assigned when God called him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to say that again. Each one must live his life in the situation the Lord assigned when God called him. And so that is why it's so important to understand the difference between assignment and 
and ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say this in, in closing is that the Bible tells us clearly in Matthew chapter five that that we are to be salt of this earth, right? Right. right. Well, I want to submit to you and those that are listening is is that salt serves no purpose inside the shaker. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, so, so you know, you can have it inside of, you know, on your table or whatever, and, and, and you want to season that meat in front of you or that steak or whatever, and, and you, can, you know, you can look at it all day long, mm-hmm. and that salt will be in that shaker on your table, but, but the, its purpose is not to be in the shaker. Its purpose and in in its effectiveness right. is only when it's outside, outside of the shaker. So, so I'm saying to you, submitting to us that, to your point earlier of, of why we have to to be mindful that we don't we don't limit ourselves and 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 what the enemy wants to do is keep us from fulfilling our assignment by us focusing on ministry. Mm-hmm. So here here and and what happens is we get stuck in the shaker. Wow. And so every Sunday, what do we have? We have a bunch of salt coming together in the shaker and we're dancing, shouting, running, speaking in tongues, passing out, doing everything that we want to do amongst one another. And we have salt that's rubbing up against salt. Right. And yet, and yet we have a whole world around us dying. Right. You know, so our responsibility is to understand that ministry within the church is one thing, but our assignment goes beyond, beyond the four walls, four walls. beyond exactly. the shaker. Exactly. So that we maximize and be as impactful on our world globally. And so this is and, and we'll talk about this, you know, in the next, you know, broadcast when when, when God allows that to happen. But that's that speaks to what Jesus' assignment was, which we didn't talk about, but his assignment was to restore or the restoration of kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so this is why this is so important that we tie this point into uh, us coming out of the four world and being impactful on a global level. Because when we start thinking globally and corporately, then we start understanding kingdom right. and the kingdom assignment. Right. Because this goes right back to what I said. Christ, you know, as I said earlier as a follower, I started something, and then I'm leaving it for my children. Christ started something, mm-hmm. and he left it for his children after his death. Right. And so it is up to us to understand that assignment and then to globalize it, to make it kingdom-wide. But we can't do that if we reduce his assignment given to us down to ministry level. Wow. That was powerful. This entire podcast today has been powerful. And I know that you, our listeners, have been blessed. And of course, you have been, what's my word, empowered. Elder Williams said something so powerful. And we'll pick it up next podcast when we go deeper in this. He said that as long as salt is in the container it is not beneficial. There's no benefit to salt as long as it's contained. But when the salt leaves the shaker 
and it's placed upon the meat to either season it to give it flavor or to preserve it. And that's our assignment as the elect of God. We are to preserve what God has created as well as give it flavor. Whereby when the world partakes, they taste and see the words of David that the Lord is good. Well, I'm telling you, I know again that you have been empowered on today's broadcast, podcast, all of the cast. <laughs> and of course, we are grateful to our guest, our very first guest here on A Biblical Perspective, our very first guest, my dear friend, my best friend of 23 years, Elder Philip Williams II, did such a phenomenal job in dialoguing with me and helping me to unpack revelational truth in regards to the subject that we are going to continue to deal with in our next podcast. God first, family second, ministry third, our subtopic, ministry versus assignment. Listen, I thank you so much for listening to A Biblical Perspective with yours truly, Prophecy T. Johnson. If you enjoyed today's episode, express it by rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. And of course, subscribe wherever you listen. Make sure that you subscribe and you rate the podcast. Your review helps the show reach more people and impact lives with the empowering, enlightening, and educating word of Jesus Christ. Also, don't forget to follow and connect with me on social media via Facebook at C.T. Johnson Ministries International, Instagram and Twitter at C.T. Johnson Ministries and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well, C.T. Johnson Ministries. For more information or to connect with the ministry, visit the website at ctjohnson.org. Until our next podcast, this is Prophet Johnson. Know that I love you. Be empowered.